Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. I am so excited to be here with my guest today, Natalie Edmondson. I first met Natalie at my Ireland retreat, which I did in September of 2022. And she had lived in Dubuque, but had moved back to Florida and... That's how she heard about the retreat was because somehow we were connected on Facebook because probably because he lived in Dubuque and knew who knows how these things happen. But anyway, Natalie, welcome here to the podcast. And is there anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Thank you, Erin. So happy to talk to you always. Um, Yeah, we lived in Dubuque for seven years, and I think that we just have a lot of mutual friends um, in the same circles, and that's how we got connected through, you know, virtually, and I've always followed what you've been doing and some others, too. So, um, yeah, I live in, well, I was living in Jacksonville, Florida with my husband and three kids, and we most recently moved to outside of Dallas, Texas back in July. So now we have another new cross country move and culture to get used to. So we've been here uh, a little over two months and um, yeah, we're just doing the things, trying to find our way. (laughs) Yes. And as Natalie knows, I'm now moving to Florida. So we've been talking a little bit about that because I'm like, how do you do it? How did you leave? your comfort zone of Dubuque, not that neither one of us are from Dubuque, but um, yeah. So anyway, it's been nice to have Natalie to talk to about that because it's a big decision. Yeah. I mean, we've moved nine times. Uh, We've moved cross country three times. And so it never gets easier. Uh, (laughs) It's just different, you know, but you know, like I was telling you before privately, and I have no problem saying it is that when you know, you're being called to go, it makes it a lot easier to lean into that because, um, you know, when we're called to go somewhere, a way is always made. Mm-hmm. I call it the spiritual red carpet. It has a way of kind of unfolding itself. That doesn't really make sense. People move into your space, they, they, they offer assistance, they figure out, you know, what you need and they offer it. And those are also people who are open to hearing what it is that their purpose is. And so it's actually a really unbelievable process. It doesn't mean it's not hard, but, you know, I always say everything's hard. So pick your heart. I would rather always choose the path in which I'm being asked to go rather than stay in my my space, comfort space. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, like you said, there's going to be big shifts that come out of this in 
our lives, but um, right now I'm just dealing with the the holding on, like, oh, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> You're on the climb. Yeah. The climb in the roller coaster. Yes. Yeah. Yep, it, exactly. That's a great way to put it. When you get to the top and then you're like, free fall. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Wee. And then you get back, you get through it and you go, that was okay. It wasn't that bad. Right. <laughs> and then there's another, there's another one you have to climb and then, yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. That's true. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, like the soul retreats because I'm curious, you know, what what prompted you to come on the retreat in Ireland, and then you just went to Italy with us in this just a couple weeks ago, <laughs> which we're all still coming down from that experience because it was so magical. Yeah, but what like what bring us back to like last year when you signed up for mm -hmm. Ireland, like what was your, what said yes in your soul to go, Ooh, yep. I need that. Cause I know you told me it wasn't a good time for you. No, it was not. I think, um, during the pandemic, I really started to feel the, the pressure cooker of being in, forced to stay home and do the things and my longing my lifetime longing has always wanted to go explore and see and do and I've never had the chance to do it um I worked internationally for a few years but I didn't have the capacity to go do fun things or see anything I was strictly there to work and maybe go out to dinner and entertain customers um so I didn't really get to see much but as a little girl watching my father travel the world, I always was like, I really want to go do that. And mostly because I love cultures and I love people and I just have a deep appreciation um, when I do travel for the way other people live. And I always want to like get lost in that. I want to like step out of my reality and jump into someone else's thing and say, all right, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> I don't want to be Natalie. I want to be Natalia. Let's <laughs> Irene, yeah. Yeah, Natalia from Italia. So um, I really, I, I remember having a conversation with my husband and I said, when this thing is over, I'm out of here. Like when the restrictions are off, I'm, I'm going to make a way. So that was in 2020. And then of course, like we moved during the pandemic from Iowa back to Florida there was still a lot of uncertainty at that point. Uh, but I was actually in a yoga class uh, the first week of January 2022. And they were going around saying, what's your intention for the year? Like, what do you want to do? And I don't even know where it came from. I just said, I'm going to run the New York City Marathon. And then I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> now I said it out loud. So now I have to like figure this out. So really from January until November, my life was dedicated to this training and fundraising, which I ran for a charity that means a, a ton to me. And I had a lot of people rooting for me. Um, Sandy Hook promised to help prevent gun violence in schools. And I think it was in April when you posted mm -hmm. like 
would anyone be interested in an Ireland retreat? And I was like, what? I mean, it was like a needle off the record, like, you know, mm -hmm. and everything in my head that is a planner and like obvious, like we were all going to be traveling to New York, all five of us. This is an expensive trip. I have all this training to do, um, all this fundraising to do. Like, this is a really bad time, like maybe another time, but this is a really bad time. And I immediately said to myself, I don't care. I have to go. I have to go. And I really don't know what it was that kind of um, pushed me over the fear of saying yes. I think it was just me being open to the idea that maybe I don't know what's best for myself. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, if I get out of my monkey mind and my ego and I say, this doesn't make sense most things that are connected to God, source, spirit, whatever, don't really make sense. Right. You know, it's just a feeling that reverberates within your body that just screams, hell yes. And I always say to Kevin, whenever we're making hard decisions, whether it's moving across country or taking a new job, I always say, literally, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yeah. Like, it's got to ring all the bells. And for me, and I just got chills through my whole body. For me, Ireland was a hell yes. And I really didn't know what it was. I just knew I needed to go. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely changed my life. Ooh, tell us more about that. Because I don't think I really <clears throat> got, what am I trying to say? I don't think I really got what it did for you, clearly. So I'm curious. So there's so many things to talk about. It's not even just one faceted, but the thing that sticks out the most in this moment was I had been feeling a very uh, deep disconnect from my spiritual path. It felt like something was missing. Um, I didn't quite know how to get that back. Um all of the traditional things that people might tell you to do, like go to church or talk to a pastor or uh, get involved in a ministry or a book club, um, that was not it. Those are all great things to do if they work for you. But mine was much deeper than that. Um, maybe it had something to do with moving back to Florida and I was taken away from, you know, a lot of my mentors where I felt like I was supported. I really didn't have that back in Florida. And so I was feeling this kind of just lost, kind of a lost feeling. And I tell you, the minute we touched down in Dublin, it felt like a homecoming. It felt like a homecoming that resonated deep within, you know, here. And um, when we started on our journey and all the little things, I always call the retreats like little spiritual scavenger hunts, like, <laughs> because you go and you meet the people and you like, okay, now we're a new family. And it's like, okay, how is our little family going to like bond and do the thing? And, and everyone's bringing in their gifts and their talents and adding to the group in some capacity. And then you meet your awesome driver, like Albert. Now he's my brother. He will never get rid of me. Um, 
or just people along the way, like the guys I talked to in the pub, um, the owner of the pub who ended up giving me a $20 bill after I paid my $8 tab for a pint. Uh, and he gave me a $20 bill for my charity for the run. I mean, I, I, I made a grown man cry in a pub when I reminded him of where they live. I said, you know, you take it for granted that you live in this magical healing space and this place and no fault of your own. We all do it. You forget because you live there. It's grounded in who you are. You know, right. it's available to you all the time. I said, but we have all come here not to be tourists. We've come here to heal. We've come here to, to do work on ourselves. And I said, you don't have to go very far. You can walk right down that road you know, five minutes and lay on that beach. And I swear, if you let it, it will transform you. Mm, that I know exactly the beach you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And the man's just like, Ooh, he's crying. He's like, and I'm like, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, and when you, you stay open to that kind of thing, the gifts are bountiful. Yes. It's like the universe is waiting for you to just let it do its thing. Um, so that's how it changed my life because I was open, willing, able, ready to receive. Yeah. Snaps. And it did. And it flooded me literally. And then overflowed. And I think I pulled you aside on the beach and I was in tears because I was just like, there's been very few times in my life where I feel like spirit has shown up for me in a very real way that reminds me who I am. Mm -hmm. And on that beach that day, I was very much reminded that one, who I am, two, I am not alone. Mm -hmm. And three, there is, the best is yet to come. We got this. Yeah. yeah. I love that, Natalie. And I remember that I don't know if it was that day or the second time we went to that beach, but just the overwhelming feeling I got that we were just supposed to run and charge towards the ocean, like warrior-esque yes. people. And we all, like, we all went just like, <laughs> yeah, Braveheart, <laughs> Yeah, it was like Braveheart, go crazy and run yeah. to the ocean edge on that beach. It was like, there's like a... Well, you know, Ireland, it's like, there's like a warrior spirit there. And yes. yeah, and you touch on some good points because when I, well, I, I'm sure some of you have heard this before, but just I'll just say it one more time. Like Ireland was the first retreat. That was a learning experience for me because that was the first time I got a download. I literally, I, I thought to myself, it was in April of 2022, I thought to myself, I really want to go to Ireland because similar to you, I didn't get to travel a lot, obviously, because of COVID um, for the last couple of years. And then I was like, I want to go to Ireland and just go in September for myself. And not five minutes later, it was like, you used to bring a group. And I just <laughs> like, I literally looked up at the ceiling and I'm like, that's really funny. Um, less than six months away to put together an international retreat. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. And it's similarly to what you're saying, like, yeah, spirit, God does not, it doesn't make sense. But mm -hmm. if you follow those, that guidance that you're given, 
it will always work out. Like you said, it, it did. And I put that notice out and like 50 people said, I'm interested, you know, and of course we ended up with 11, mm-hmm. but that was my sign to go ahead and do this. And mm-hmm. it came together and Italy was the same way. And um, the places we go on these retreats, what my shtick is, because a lot of people do different retreats, my shtick is taking people to sacred places. So when Natalie said the second she touched down, she felt like she had come home. It's like you're walking on the land that where these we, we go to these sacred spots where there's vortexes of energy and ley lines in the earth that when just by walking on them and being in those places, you how do I like to say it? You take on the codes of that, of the energy of that land and mm-hmm. it works on you. Like I'm doing work with you, with the group too, but the land is working on you. And and for some people that's going to make sense. Some people might be like, what the heck are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say to that, that might make that land a little bit? Cause that's the best way I can say it. Um, like, well, the science of the science of grounding, like the actual science of right. grounding, the electrons, you know, um, the positive and negative electrons that we can receive, which is real science from the earth is a real thing. So, you know, I firmly believe that there, and I call it a part of that spiritual scavenger hunt. Like you're going around and you're collecting for not only from people, but from the land and the energy of the different places where, you know, thousands of years of folks, tens of thousands, some of them, you know, have poured their life's work into this land. Pilgrim, pilgrim, I can't say that word. Pilgrim too. Pilgrimage. Yeah. yeah, pilgrimage. Like a CC people have been pilgriming there, pilgrimaging. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that hard? I don't um, know. It just is. This <laughs> is for centuries, like yeah. since the 1100s or maybe even before that. Right. And these are places that are not hotspot tourist places. These are. Yes, but other places, no. Right. Like you, you know. It's interesting that, you know, we can learn from the wisdom of some of the people in the past that dedicated their entire lives to following and listening to the voice of God or, you know, their higher power, willing to give up their entire life like St. Francis of Assisi did. And there's got to be some wisdom in that. I mean, these places are the way they are for reasons that we can't necessarily think of in our minds but we can feel it in our bodies yeah and then the energy of all the people that go there go to these places seeking wisdom and clarity and praying and you know sending their their good wishes or whatever it's like also our collective energy in those places has an effect as well because it builds up over time so we're talking centuries yes of energy right and all concentrated energy in one place yeah it's like uh what is the adage in the bible that even says when one or more are gathered in my name i am here i mean we are literally standing in these cathedrals there's priests and nuns and you know just normal 
Jack and Janes like us who walk in and we're all bringing our divine light that is innately with us. We're bringing in all of our intentions and we are a force to be reckoned with. Like we are a collective and, um, you know, that's a very powerful place to be in and it could be very overwhelming, but very healing too, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And of course, I have to ask, what was Italy like for you? Well, Italy, just so that knows, <laughs> Italy, Italy. So Natalie, we have to just share this story, too. So Natalie, a lot of a few, several of the people in the Ireland trip, I remember it was our last day. And if it was Gaylene or Donna or somebody was like, where are we going next, Aaron? And I said, Italy. And I later I was just like, well, that was weird because <laughs> where'd that come from? <laughs> I'm all about sacred sites. And not that Italy doesn't have sacred sites, but I yeah. was, you know, like, yeah, spiritual sites, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I started doing and then Natalie starts pushing me when we when I got back. <laughs> she's like sending me these yeah. these websites and things about Italy. And then I started doing research. And then that's when I got like, whoa. Yeah. Again, I, I, I was so humbled at our Italy retreat. I couldn't even talk during our closing ceremony barely because I was crying so much in gratitude and humble. Yeah. For the way the divine is working through me to create these retreats. Like it's really it's really, uh, I'm not even saying this, like to be biased it's, or anything, it's, it's magical. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and I remember standing next to you at one point and I'm like, we can't make this up. Can't make this up. It's just. No, I was just telling somebody today about it, a friend of mine. I was like, and then one of our guides that we didn't even, like a, a tour guide of Siena, of course, she ends up being a Reiki person. I admit, right. I don't know anybody <laughs> in Italy that did Reiki, like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, we just kept collecting these magical people. Along yeah. the way. But anyway, so the, the Italy retreat, I started doing research and found it was the land there balances the feminine and masculine energies. And so that was my focus of that retreat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a really powerful thing for us all to dive deeply into, not only through the land, but through some teaching. Yeah. Now we need to know, Natalie, it's been a couple of weeks. I know that Italy is still unraveling in your life because that's how these retreats work. But yes. what do you want to share about that experience? Well, just to backtrack for a hot second, in Ireland, it was about reclaiming um, more love. You know, Ireland spiritually is known as the heart of the earth. And Italy is known as the crossroads of the earth. And I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm going to balance my feminine and masculine energy, whatever that means. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, But it was one of the most powerfully spiritual experiences I've ever had. And um, from the minute I got off the plane, which I've never really had a true soul longing to kind of, I mean, I thought like, oh, yeah, I would love to go to Italy because why not? The food everyone says is amazing. Like the Romans were there and I can see all these ruins and, and all that. But like, from the minute I got to Rome, I kept having all these feathers um, in my path. And 
it happens every once in a while, but I mean, this was an inordinate amount of feathers. Um, and then <laughs> some would fall out of the sky and like hit me. Some would be like right next to my foot. Some would fall on my foot. Some would be in my seat when I came back from using the restroom in a restaurant or something. And I was like, again, you can't make this stuff up. So I didn't and quite. What do feathers represent to you? Yeah. So feathers, I consider like spiritual breadcrumbs. It's like a validation from spirit yeah. and for someone who needs validation to, to be told you're doing it right <laughs> you're okay you can trust yourself yeah. this is a physical reminder that you are on the right path that you are doing all the right things um you know we just moved to texas i've got three children that just started school is it a great idea that i leave the country a month after we moved into this house um probably not but it was also imperative that I go I didn't quite know what for but I knew I needed to go and I think that doubt was kind of squashed immediately as I started to like experience these little breadcrumbs as I was going and then when we started the retreat we ended up leaving the area and, and moving on to the different areas and still I had little feathers big feathers always falling in my path and I'm like I got it <laughs> I know I'm doing the right thing it's good I'm good you know um, <laughs> but maybe it wasn't all just so much for me too is like there was people alongside of me who are also learning from my journey how to trust and are physically seeing these things happen I can't like I said you can't make this up I'm like oh my gosh another feather look look at the things and they're like, wow, that's really strange and also really cool, you know. Um, so I wasn't really quite sure what I was going to get into when we got there. But I just kept getting reminded over and over, like, you're in the right spot. You're exactly where you need to be and just trust the process. And I learned a lot about myself. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times we're given messages or told things or like, like, little clues you know we were like we're fed a line or we we figure out a thought in therapy or something happens and you, you you make a decision about something and so you have all these pieces and then the retreat kind of has a way of connecting all the pieces together and then you have that aha moment where you go oh my gosh and i've seen for myself and other people on the retreat literally hit their knees um because they have a breakthrough of some kind, you know, like it's a relief to know that you're not nuts, that, <laughs> that there are things to connect and that it will make sense. You just have to give yourself the time and space to see it and feel it and connect it. And if you don't remove yourself from your everyday life, you will not be in the right headspace to make those connections. You may get messages but you will have a very difficult time in connecting all the things together to make it come full circle. Um, I 100% believe that every retreat that I can make is well worth my time and investment because it's the kind of, I call it soul sojourns. And I'm collecting the pieces that I need in order to make those connections and um, 
it's never over. This is something that we do over and over again, because if you want to grow and you want to be better, if you want to be more grounded in your body, less in your head, if you want to ascend to the next level of seeing the world as it is and seeing yourself as you were meant to be, you have to be willing to put yourself out there in every way possible. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be authentic. You have to value yourself enough to make time and space to do the things. Yeah. Yeah. So well said, Natalie. Uh, there's something, you know, it, like talking about like making these connections and yeah, like when you're at home, like Natalie and I were both talking before that we started recording, like life is crazy. Like life is crazy um, right now and for both of us and probably for most people, most people can find their version of crazy. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that and you're maybe you're a spiritual person on a spiritual path or a sensitive person, and maybe you're doing some daily practices, but there's nothing in my experience. And it sounds like in yours too, there's nothing like traveling away and giving yourself space and time away from your daily life and daily Mm -hmm. routine to really go deep and and I've heard it said somebody another um person said this that you can do a, a year's worth of healing in one week on retreat because you're consumed like I believe that I believe that 100%. I believe that too yeah. yeah you know and I you know it's never nothing is ever a good time nothing no. it's never a good time I remember when we first got married and people would ask us, Oh, when you're going to have a baby, I'm like, it's just not a good time. It's not a good time, (laughs) you know? And it wasn't a good time. I was starting a business um, and I had nobody to model myself after. I had no women, uh, people I could look up to who were business owners and mothers. Um, And so I had a lot of excuses. And then this baby was literally sent to me to save my life. You know, I was struggling really bad. And um, I had a friend ask me, well, how do you know when it's right? I'm like, it's never a good time. So if you want to do the thing, do the damn thing, you know, and it goes for retreats too, because like, especially for women, we're programmed to believe that something like this is superfluous, superficial, only for those of, of, uh, you know, privilege. Um, but I say there's probably some truth to that maybe for the privilege part because of the money factor, but I will tell you if there's a will, there's a way you can figure it out and it doesn't, you don't have to like sign up for something in the next six months or a year. You can plan out your retreats, go out a couple of years in advance. And, um, trust your partner. I mean, my children are 13, 10, and seven. And my husband is not their babysitter. He's their father. And he is well equipped to take care of their needs and the day-to-day of this house. And um, other than just the like stuff that I usually take care of, I wrote down like, hey, this is happening. The rest is up to him. And he fully is capable and did it. And it's just as good for him because he gets time with them. 
you know, he's building his confidence and being a solo parent and, you know, he travels for work all the time. So I'm thrown into the fire alone all the time. But like, you know, I do have some friends that are like, how does your husband let you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? He wants me to go. He wants me to be the best version of myself because I come back and I pour into the family a more balanced, you know, satisfied person. I have much more loving mother energy than crazy mother energy. Um, And then hopefully pour into our marriage too, from a different lens, a different perspective to take us, you know, to another place. And so I think that me sharing with him, hey, this isn't a good time. And I get that. But something inside me is just dying for something else. I need something. And I don't know if you can relate to that. But if you just are vulnerable enough to say it out loud, your your thing just might come true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you bring up so many good points because I talked to so many women. In fact, I talked to somebody this week that um, has never done anything like this before and yet has a desire, felt the the calling. And so we talked on the phone, which I'm totally happy, happy to do for people. And... You know, it was like, I don't, I, I worry about like, if my husband's going to be make healthy food for the kids, or if he's going to be able to handle everything. And I love how you said, trust that your partner can handle this, you know? And, and as I told her, like, if you've never done anything like this and you know, your family leans on, like, here's the thing, <laughs> people are going to lean on you if you're the one doing it all guess what? Nobody's going to be like, Hey, it looks like you're doing a lot right now. Why don't I take something off your plate? That's not reality. Right. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> not, typically. not typically. I mean, there are, yeah. occasions, but typically the husbands are working, you're working, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. they're kind of in their own little world and they're not typically the ones to be like, let me take this off your plate. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you step away, mm-hmm it puts your partner in a place where they have to step up. Not mm-hmm. only that, and, and it builds their, it's empowering in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Yeah. And it works in your favor because they're like, oh my gosh, she does so much mm-hmm. and that I take for granted. And, you know, like when you come back, your relationship, it's like that time, what's that saying? Um, when you're away from someone, the heart grows fonder. Oh, makes the heart grow fonder. It does. Cause they're like, she does so much. And they've been taking a lot of that for granted, not mm-hmm. maliciously for the mm-hmm. most part, but just because you do it as mm-hmm. women, we just do it. We don't think to ask for help. We don't delegate. Well, mm-hmm. we, we are born and bred to be caregivers and to do it all for everybody. Yes. And so when you do something like this, you're empowering your family. You're showing your kids that mom knows how to take care of herself. Yes. And, I, and you need to take care of yourself too. Like you're mm-hmm. modeling for your yes. children good self care because they see mom come back and she's bright and she's light and she's happy. Mm-hmm. And maybe the mom that left was a little like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like. I'm at my wit's end here. Yeah, you, you look a lot cuter doing it than me. It's a lot. 
that's a, that's a great point because we talked about that on the retreat is modeling self-care and building this house from within that can withstand anything so you when you afford yourself the time and space and the connection amongst like-minded people what you're doing is you're building and fortifying this fortress from within and you rely less on other people's things and, and all that stuff doesn't really matter anymore it starts to matter less and less like they acted a certain way they said a certain thing and it's just like ugh, bounces off and you just move on and you know what's great about the modeling piece is you know it's it, it's always the both and you know we show our daughters how to build a house from within so that we are not finding and seeking validation from other outside places. And then we're modeling to our sons that, that a woman who is strong from within is a good match or whatever they choose. So they don't have to choose what I'm just saying. You're, you're showing them that a, a healthy partner is strong from within and doesn't rely on this needy kind of, I need you to validate me every second to tell me I'm okay. Right. And th then you have a, a partnership that's working symbiotically and not, you know, d sucking one from the other, like just taking all the attention or, you know, all, the stuff. And all that stuff. Right. And then also, and, and not just related to children, but we're also showing, you know, generations who haven't, experience this yet like the older generation than you that you're healing ahead you're healing sideways you're showing friends uh co-workers um you know colleagues everybody that this is okay and it's appropriate and yeah. for someone like me who always needed to be told like you know if, if you would like to go do this thing that it's available to you i needed permission in order to feel like i was making a right decision you know, I wasn't even in therapy until someone offered it as an alternative. I'm like, oh, I hadn't even thought about it. And I didn't even know I needed permission to go. Mm -hmm. It was like somebody needed to tell me, like, this is something available to you. And if you need it, you should go take advantage of it. And right. I was like, oh, duh. Like, it was just something that I, I had yeah. built up in my mind that either wasn't appropriate or wasn't for me. I just needed somebody to tell me. And so yeah. I was talking to someone else about retreats earlier this week as well. And I just said, if you ever just needed permission to say yes to something, I'm giving it to you right now. <laughs> okay. So everyone, I love that. I'm now giving you permission. If you need permission, Natalie is giving you permission. Like, <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> this well, is a sign. And I love <laughs> Natalie. Like if you follow her online, when she goes on retreat every day that she's there, she gives you like an update. So it's really fun. You get to kind of follow her journey and I hope you need to start sharing those to, to my page too. Cause I'm not good at that. Like when I'm leading retreat, everything yeah. else is out the window and I'm just You're in a different mode. Yeah. I'm in a completely different mode, but, um, <sighs> I see the comments on your posts and people are like, that's so inspiring. And I feel like I can hear a little internal voice in them saying much similar to the voice I had when I went on my first retreat. That looks really cool. I wish I could do that, but I'll never be able to. Yeah. That's literally what I told myself when I went on my first retreat to Bali. 
I saw the teacher doing it. I was a yoga teacher at the time. And I just was like, I wish I could do that, but I, I don't, I'd never be able to. And so I think that's, that is a story that a lot of us do, like watching your journey. They're like, wow, that looks so cool. I wish I could do that, but I never will be able to. We are what we believe, right? So, you know, I got to be right about that for a long time. I didn't do my first, I went on my first retreat like 2008. I didn't lead my first retreat till 2016. No, 14. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's many years that I got to be right. Yep. I'll never do that. Yeah. So just a little, just something to put out there. Like if, if anybody listening is like, wow, this sounds really cool. I would really like to go on one of those. And I get a lot of those messages from people mm-hmm. and they don't end up signing up. And I, you know, it's, we can talk ourselves out of things really easily. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's. It's really easy to lean into fear as a crutch and an excuse. But I will tell you, if you do have an inkling or a feeling or a longing, it's not there for nothing. Mm -hmm. And if you do have fears and you do have concerns, talk about them. Because the feeling and the inkling and the and the longing is never going to go away. Matter of fact, it's probably going to exponentially increase as time goes by because your soul is screaming for something like this. And as time goes by, that internal clock just starts to go, you're running out of time, lady. <laughs> Get your stuff together. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Um, so I would just say, like, you know... I love Glennon Doyle. She always says we can do hard things and everything is hard. Pick your heart. You know, it's hard to stay in the same place and to like revolve in that space where it's comfortable, but you're not growing and you're not happy because you're not growing and you're bored and you need variety and you need something because you know that this isn't it, but you're so scared. And then this side is the path in which does does scare you but the difference is it will change you and you will walk through the fire but you will walk through the fire onto the other side of into hope hope that there's a better way to be there's a better way to exist there's a better way to show up in the world there's a better way to show up for yourself and that is more authentic and more beautiful than sitting over here into this space that just revolves in like a record player you know, so they're both hard. Pick your heart. I always say pick the heart that goes with same thing with the move is yes, it's hard to move, but I know that's where I'm being led to go. This path, this hard thing is going to be difficult, but I know that if I just follow the path, let the way makers do their job, they come in, they say, I got it. I got it. You're a way maker. You know that, Aaron. And they do the things. And then this red carpet rolls out. And then by the time you know it, you're on a plane to Chiang Mai going, how did I get here? Who in the what now? <laughs> or you're flying back from Italy and you're saying buongiorno to people in like Charlotte. Because you're just like on this different level of like, you know, but I, Grazie. you know. <laughs> 
Like that's come yeah. out of my mouth a few times. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Pick your heart and, you mm. know, the rest will fall in place. I firmly believe that. I think that that's a great way to sum it up. We came full circle. We came back to the moving because I was going to say that's exactly, I was just sitting here like kind of almost giggling because that's the exact same thing I told this woman this week who is curious about the retreat um, is like, she was really nervous. She's never traveled this far. The next retreat is to Thailand. And um, yeah, I just said, you know, I'm stepping into the unknown, moving to Florida. And yesterday, even I had some appointments and I was just driving around and I was sad. I was like, what am I doing? I love to puke. <laughs> you know, like it's it's been such a safe place to land and to grow and to heal. And I know you and I have talked about sharing similar experiences about Dubuque. Mm -hmm. um, and was like, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I crazy? We're selling, you know, like we're selling our house. We have a good interest rate. Like I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. I cried. I, I cried for weeks about moving, leaving Dubuque. Um, I knew what I was going into, um, but it was just this place where I felt like as soon as you get comfortable there's a certain kind of rug that's pulled out from underneath you because it's like, okay, time to go now. Fly, fly, little birdie. Let's go, baby bird. <laughs> Let's go. And so, you know, for those of us who reluctantly say, okay, um, you know, it's, it is sad, you know, you mourn that little piece of it, but you also have permission to be excited about what's coming, you know? Because yeah, it's all and, good. And similar to what you were saying, like you pick your heart. I know I'm being called somewhere else. Some people are being called on retreat. And if I didn't do the hard thing of moving forward, I would be doing the hard thing of feeling really crappy that I didn't do the other hard thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I love that saying, pick your heart. Because it's, yeah. it's pick your heart. It's, it's all hard. I love the idea too, is when we say yes to the hard thing that we know is in line with what we should do. Uh, and we know, how do you know what's right? Like, how do you know what's safe and how do you know what's right? I always say, if you get out of your head and into your body and you lean into the one that feels right, this is the right thing to do. Um, that right there is your is your is your clue as to which way to go um but until you can get still and you can really be honest with yourself that's a difficult task to you know to un, to discern yourself but i think talking about the the concerns and the fears and things out loud is a yeah. great way to release some of that blockages that don't serve us and allows you to feel the feelings that you need to feel and that you know, you probably have a lot of suggestions on how to release some of that stuff because that's what you do best. So, yeah. So if you're struggling with how to make a good decision, um, reach out and ask the questions. How do yeah. I get out of my head into my body and remove some of the blockages so I can feel what's the right thing for me? Yeah. 100%. 
Oh my gosh. This was so good, Natalie. So good. So good. <laughs> got our <Good> first- <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we paged before this call. So yeah, we're all yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so so many good things talked about. You know, mm-hmm. if you are sitting there on the fence, like if something about this conversation intrigued you and you want to know more about um, Thailand that's coming up, um, in January of 2024. Mm-hmm. But like Natalie said, I've got Ireland coming up again in, in September, 2024 and Bali in 2025. So there's some things out there floating mm-hmm. out into the future. Uh, just reach out to me. Like I'm happy to talk through any kind of fears with you and, and just see if this is a, a right fit for you. But uh, if you have that little spark, that little soul spark, um, you know, maybe just give it a listen and and reach out, do the thing. Yeah, lean into it. Lean into the fear because it's it's staying in the comfort zone is. I mean, Tony Robbins. It's kind of a depressing thing to say, but he says if you're not growing, you're dying. And <laughs> I, I mean, them, you know, like if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever that means to you, yeah, uh, that's straight straight from TR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about Thailand. I have not been there before, but I know it's uh, spiritually coming up as the the puzzle piece for me, the missing piece. So I'm excited to go on this elevate, literally elevate into the mountains of Pi. Uh, in Thailand and see what that means because I can start manifesting now like okay I think that this is what it is that I should start to focus on or or whatever Um, a good thing to do if you are considering going on the retreat or if you are leading up to that you can always grab a journal I like to do this and write down things thoughts people places that come to mind when you think about the retreat or things that remind you about the retreat. And, um, and if you end up going on the retreat, it's one of those full circle moments where you start to pull all those messages together and then you go full circle and you go, Oh my gosh, I've been getting messages to go to this dang thing for six months. I didn't even know, you know, it's like, I've been, uh, this has been in the works. You forget. And then yeah, it's been in the works. I didn't even know. I I forgot or I didn't think about it or I'm just, you know, our brains are doing 50 things all the time. So yeah, I'm fairly certain that this Thailand retreat has been on my spiritual menu (laughs) for at least a year. I didn't even know. That's crazy. When I start to look back at all the little things that were kind of like coming into place. So you just... And I didn't even know I was going on this retreat until two. Oh, you didn't. So I, I didn't. Can I even share know. about that because I think this is so sweet. Yeah. So. Um, or you share it. I yeah. Or you want to share? Let me share. No, I was just going to share my version of it, but you share because. Well, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was just going to share that. So we're mm. we're in Italy on our Italy retreat, and I wake up one morning and I'm doing my thing, and I pulled up my email and I saw that there was a sign up, and I said, oh. Okay. And I clicked on the name and it was Natalie's husband. (laughs) And I didn't say anything because I'm like, I wonder if she knows about this. And then, yeah, you finished the story from there. Yeah. So I just called home and 
he said, I have your Christmas present. Um, I want to tell you what it is. And Kevin's a really good gift giver. So I'm always like, oh, it's only like September. (laughs) 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 And so um, he said, I put the deposit in for you to go to Thailand. And he's Um, like, you deserve it. Um, When you go to these things, it changes you. it, It makes you feel a certain way that I can't deny isn't, you know, hundred percent what I want for you. And so, um, I just started crying because guess what? It's not a good time. (laughs) It's not a good time to go to Thailand. It's not. In fact, we were all sitting around the table and I was talking about it. Some people were asking me about it and you're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to go you've got, you're building a house. Like you just got a lot going on. Yeah. We're building a house. It's going to close. We've got another house for sale that hasn't closed. We'll be getting ready to up and move. Um, He's already taken off a little bit of time to be home so that the kids are taken care of. And I just was like, it's too much to ask. It's too much to ask. So I didn't, but he saw the value in me and, you know, and he did the thing. And I, like I said, I just burst into tears because for the first time, not the first time, but for the first time in in a a little bit, I felt completely seen Mm. because you don't, you know, when you're trying to convince somebody else that this is a good thing, it doesn't necessarily come across, but when somebody else sees it and sees it in you and then they see you. Mm. that is yeah that is magic and so um Mm. I mean you can't really like say anything more than that that's just to be seen everybody wants to be seen yeah Yeah. so we're snap clapping Kevin Edmonds (laughs) and all the supportive husbands and wives of the people that come on these retreats like yeah. We love you all. And if you're a husband or a wife listening and you're like, I would never want my spouse to do that, maybe reconsider that thought, you know, because mm-hmm. it the person's gonna come back more filled up mm-hmm. and you're gonna be receiving that overflow. Yeah. yeah. It's never always about the person on the retreat. It's the another both and you are flowing and ebbing and giving and taking from the land, the people, the people on the retreat. And then when you come back, you're ebbing and flowing and doing all the things. So it reverberates. It's a, it's a ocean. (laughs) It just ripples. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift to give your partner a beautiful gift to give yourself. And thank you for making a way way maker. Well, okay. Last thing we're going to say, oh my gosh, we've been, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but I don't know. We can talk to you forever, Natalie. Um, just lastly too, because you mentioned about Thailand and what that that's been missing for you. And I just think that's so interesting because again, this is just a universal message. When we, when I like using me as an example, when I, follow those breadcrumbs that I'm being given. So I went, I had my retreat in Bali this past January and 
I, whenever I go that far, I like to travel to some place that I haven't been before, if I can, if it works with my schedule. And I'd always heard since 2011 about Northern Thailand from different people I would meet traveling. And I never got to go there. So I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to scout out. This is the first time I was scouting out a location for a retreat. I've never done this before. Most of the time, the retreats just come to me. (laughs) And I'm like checking out some different hotels and I'm just not really vibing. And I didn't really love the town pie. I was just like, yeah, whatever. But I loved where I was staying, which was way on the outskirts. Um, So it was my second to last day and I'm driving my little motorbike that I rent when I'm there. Can you imagine? (laughs) It's funny. You'll probably get to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Only if it's one accident. Oh, Uh, yeah. So I have a, they call it a road tattoo. I've got a road tattoo. Oh man, I didn't know that. That was 2011. But anyway, uh, I still got back on the horse even after that. Um, (laughs) This podcast is taking a turn. Anyway, (laughs) I'm riding my motorbike and I look to my left and I see this like, I'm like, what am I seeing? It's a picture of a cat doing yoga. And I was like, <laughs> your spirit I'm like, a painting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I got to pull over and take a picture of that. Cause that's, and then I'm like, there's like several of them, like pictures yeah. of cats doing yoga. And I'm like, what is this place? And it was like, has this like funky, like funky looking storefront. And so I was like, going to see if the store was open. And the next thing you know, this Thai man comes around and he's like, sorry you can't hear me I'm motioning as they do in Thailand by the way in Thailand you cannot do this you cannot motion the way that we'd like to have somebody come come here yeah Yeah, like come here if you do that with your fingers pointed up like we would typically do in the United States like come here that is um in Asia that's promiscuous you're saying like I want to have sex with you oh sorry to the children So you do it like that. You do it with fingers pointed down. It's so I do not consent. Come here. (laughs) This is come here, not come make love to me. Okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. The podcast (laughs) just took a dark turn. No. Um, So he's doing his motioning and I'm like, it's broad daylight. So I was like, well, I guess I'll follow him. We're winding through these like little dark alleyways. And I'm like, I hope this guy doesn't take me somewhere to kill me. But I'm like, I'm following him. And it he takes me back and it opens to this, like there's a mountain view and there's this beautiful Thai woman in a kitchen that's all open air. And then I walk around the corner and I'm like, and then there's like a seating area. And I'm just, I'm like trying to take it all in. And I go, what is this place? And the woman's like, oh, I make vegan food. And I said, Okay. And I look, there's like, I was like, I'll take some vegan ice cream. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching all of these, we call them expats, um, but it just means like people not native. So not native of Thailand. So people that are traveling, tourists, they're all like walking up and they're talking about like the class that they just took. And then I look and there's a whole yoga space down there again, also outside. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, I see the lady walking around. I go, 
is that a yoga studio down there or whatever? I was like, what, what, what's going on here? Basically, that's kind of what I was like to her. And she goes, oh, this is a retreat center. And I, I think I just like kind of sat back and my eyes got really big. Yeah. Because this was the second to last day I'd given up. I'd given up scouting for a place. And I tell her this. I said, I came to Pi. Mm. I I came to Pi to find a place. And I I had given up. And she goes, oh, she's like, Ganesha pulled you in. And so she takes me around and there's a little, she has a little meditation room with a giant Ganesha. And we just sat in there and she got some pictures of me and we just sat in there and meditated. She's like, oh, Ganesha pulled you in. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's the story. Yeah. So not only, it's like, again, I cannot stress that how this stuff comes together is completely Mm -hmm. divinely guided. And I hope it's a testament to those of you listening that, you know, start fucking listening to what you're being guided to. And if you aren't feeling like you're being guided, then ask, show me what I need to see here. Give me some clues. Give me the breadcrumbs. Tell Mm -hmm. me I'm on the right path, whatever you need to say, because when it starts happening, it's like, it literally blows my mind every time. So I was going to say, like, not only did I get, <laughs> I was just looking for a retreat center. I got a retreat center and a vegan chef who's Thai and speaks English really well and has a whole setup. Like, it, it was it was super easy. Like, this retreat was just like, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. Tell me there's cat yoga, because that would be really exciting. <laughs> Well, the cat thing is that she she rescues cats, so she okay. has a cat rescue in her house. Oh, okay. Well, I know where I'll be where I'll be. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't get to go. I don't. I'm sure she would let us go in there. I didn't get to go see the cats, mm. but um, yeah. So she loves cats and loves yoga. So decided to put the two things. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to go. I'm excited to see, you know, how this group forms, what comes together, how we click and and move and complement one another and see what comes up and just dive in and yeah. go for it. Yeah. Ready. Be great. There's spots still available, <clears throat> shared or private, share if <laughs> like you bring a friend. And yeah, we're excited. Yay, Natalie's coming. Yay! <laughs> Any last words, Natalie? I mean, I think we've shared everything we need to share, but yeah. No, I just think that, you know, what you're doing is an amazing thing um, and keep doing it. Follow those little, you know, little uh, pushers that tell you, <laughs> go do the thing. The make a little, follow the men. That's right. Go make a way, Erin. Go do the thing. <laughs> Um, because it's much needed in this world. You know, we are all just blown, whether our nervous system is blown, our adrenal system's blown, you know, we are overwhelmed, overstimulated, overworked, overtired, under, you know, loved under, I mean, just name it just in, it's too much. And this type of thing is needed in a real, real, real way for everybody. 
Um, and so my prayer is just that you keep doing the things and making the ways and that people um, listen to their inner knowing and know, okay, I need to go do the thing, no matter how scary it is. Um, yeah. Because when I heal, you heal. When she heals, you heal. When he heals, I heal. We all are doing the things together and, you know, whether or not we like it, it's happening. So let's get in the game. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> Make it happen. We're going to get Thank uniforms. You <laughs> yeah, right. Um, those are coming, by the way. Good. Um, I won't share yet what the t-shirts are going to say, but they're coming. I Natalie think. knows, but you know, <laughs> we're not going to put it out there yet. Yes. Thanks for having me today, Erin. Always a pleasure to talk oh, to you. So nice to have you and to hear all about your experiences. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.